Round one, go. Holy moly, it's Saturday. Doug and Marty versus the world is on the air. Doug and Marty are in the house. This is Doug. And this is still Marty. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us for another weekend, spending time with us on the road, whatever you're doing, working in the yard. Um, if you're looking for some uh, comedy relief or some news, here we are. Right Marty, there. I like the South. Do you like the South? I do. I, I, and generally, yes. The South is good. They have good food. They have, the people tend to be nice. They talk funny. Um, the South is cool. They think but, we you know, talk funny. Every now and then, I really appreciate the Northwest, brother, because we don't have hurricanes or tornadoes. I mean, I guess we have a, we've had a tornado or two in the past 20 years. <laughs> yes. And I know that there's a storm and then and the impending hurricane and there's, there's all kinds of stuff around this world. And you're right. The, the other thing the South has that we don't have up here is the, the reptiles that get very, very large. It doesn't matter if it's snakes or gators or whatever. It seems to be that, that the warm weather, the swampy thing tends to grow things huge that can eat you and bite you and, and kill you that we don't have as much of a, we have wolves, you know, we have, mountain lions we have bears but we have worse but, than that we have democrats brother uh, there we go that is, <laughs> that is true to our soul and to our politics and our communities that is true my friend that is true my daughter my youngest daughter her desire her dream for next year is to go to alabama university of alabama she's never been to the south she doesn't understand what's like oh it's hot and muggy and she goes i know they have a great cheer team so it might be interesting to see the northwest accent in a good old Alabama. Uh, we might have to actually make some trips down there, but there are some mighty big hey, we're the only people. What, what do you mean, Northwest accent? We're the only people that talk. We have an accent, brother. <laughs> we, we go talk, around people, where are you from? Right. Where are you from? I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Washington. They're like, Washington. Ah, I see. I don't know. That brother. explains it. We have an accent, huh? We do. There's a North, Northwest accent. You talk normal to me, brother. I can't understand what that would be. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think this has been a very good week for the Republican party. What do you think, brother? Overall, I would agree. When you think about the Republican national convention, when you think about um, president Trump coming out, when the, in the contrast to last week's democratic Democrat, uh, convention, the whole D2, uh, America that really confusing, you know, a lot of argument, but very negative. Everything was about and this dystopian future, how Donald Trump is the enemy, how negative, negative, negative. And everything this week has been uplifting. It's been positive. And not because we're Republican, not because we're conservatives, but the message, the contrast is eye-opening. So the Democrat convention gave Donald Trump a poll numbers that went up. You know, usually they go down or whatever, but they, they actually helped him. You can't help but believe next week the poll numbers will be way up with a positive message of a, our future is brighter in front of us than it is behind us. That we're moving up, that jobs are getting better, that the, this, this whole COVID thing will come to an end and we'll, we'll have the great comeback of history, right? Yeah. Well, I tell you, I learned something this week. I was, uh, you know, watching my favorite news channels. Of course, they're not covering the convention wall to wall. They were, you know, covering as they dropped in and out and then, you know, with commentary, I, I just want to see the convention. And so I was watching it on my phone and then somebody said, C-SPAN has it. So I missed the whole thing, watched it on my phone. I could have watched it on that nice 50 inch TV, but rather, you know, you would think, 
that I would know such things. I heard that, that's, uh, that actually Donald Trump said that, that he was looking forward to watch the convention, even, even the roll call. And he said Fox only played a part. Even CNN didn't play any. MSNBC didn't. He goes, I had to go to C-SPAN to watch you know, the roll call. So then I showed up. I thought that was funny. So Yeah. <laughs> well, generally speaking, um, what has, I think, inspired me the most about this uh, convention is the diversity of um, people that are coming in, you know, you had Senator Scott, you had, uh, you had the Cuban businessman, you have, you know, black, white, Asian, uh, you know, just everybody is there. Mm -hmm. And uh, even had a little uh, poor, little Nicholas Sandman, who's now worth a couple of hundred million dollars, thanks to CNN. I must, you know, and, um, so did you hear that uh, along that line of Nicholas Samian, did you hear that the two women got arrested that, that knocked the hat off the seven-year-old and all that? So uh, good, deal. Yep. good deal. Good yeah, deal. I, I didn't hear that, but it's, you know, I understand it's a hat, but it's the, we've seen the promotion of the look at the other way of this violent activity for then calling it free speech. These are peaceful protests when we're seeing looting, burning, um, cement milkshakes and the, the little beat down the, the guy in Portland that was uh, almost beat to death. You know, the guy turned himself in because there's such a, a public outcry for it. I think we really, as a nation, need to hold these people accountable and say, you know, it's not appropriate. You can have a different opinion. You can be emotional about it. But when you, the next step is to take someone else's hat off their own head, to smack somebody, to hit them, um, to do any kind of bodily harm or property crime, you've gone too far. And that, and that should be a line we draw in the sand as a culture that we don't allow. Um, you can say what you want to say as loud as you want to say it, but you don't be, uh, don't, don't resort to the next step. My wife showed me one too, where a uh, young man, a young boy was coming down from taking communion at a church and a lady of color just smacked him in the neck. And it's like, Oh, I would kick her. I mean, no offense, but it's like, you don't do that. The kid was being honorable. And just because he was in the Catholic church, I don't get it. But this idea that you can actually strike somebody, you know, we, we grew up in, you know, where if someone struck us, we're going to strike back. And I, I get that. Um, but that was when we're, you know, we, we take our grievances out. This is not that when people are um, just expressing or believe something different by wearing an apparel piece of apparel um, to your point, the Sandman case, the CNN um, really got, Busted, but it was nothing to them, right? When you think about it, um, good for Nick to um, get a settlement for it. But that's the culture we're in right now. Not just us, but it's the political culture. If you don't agree with the mainstream leftist uh, cancel culture ide- ideology, um, that they're a, a license to um, beat you down, to shut you up. It's not just political correctness. It is more than that now. So I'm glad something's being done about it. And he gets to hang out with President Trump and, right. you know, be part of the convention and all that. I mean, the, the thing that Nicholas Sandman did right was he didn't back down, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in the, in the coverage, they were like, oh, like they were trying to make it like, look like he initiated it or whatever. But he, this Native American guy was b- beating that drum in his face. He just stood there and smiled. And, you know, he was talking in his interview later about how he just wanted to just let him know I'm not mean i'm just smiling i'm trying to be nice and everything else but because of the hat because mm-hmm. of the red mega hat um you know you make yourself 
a target and uh, good for him for standing. You know, I mean, that was a, that was a life, a life moment. How many life moments do we get Marty that we blow mm. that we didn't right. stand when we could have, we, we, we backed down when we shouldn't have. Um, you, you remember uh, Sharam Hadiam, he ran for mm-hmm. uh, governor here in uh, Washington state a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, just put a video out on Facebook about not wanting to wear a mask because of his health conditions. And I know most of us know that he went through some heart stuff. He wanted to take his family. He was actually moved to ten- Tennessee, Knoxville, I believe. And um, they kicked him out of a theater. And so he did this entire video on um, not bowing the knee to this and they don't have the right to do this. And I'm going to sue this guy. And, you know, this, this idea that, you know, just put on, put on the mask, just, just get along to go along, go along to get along. And, um, and then you miss your Nick Sandman moment, right? You mm-hmm. miss your Strom Haiti moment. You miss your point Rustin moment. You missed your whatever, whatever that moment is, you know, when you're right, you're right. And we need to take a stand for the truth. I want to take a stand for righteousness. And that's what I'm enjoying about the Republican um, convention Mission. this week mm-hmm. is this, this uh, whole thing was, it's more of a pot, you know, we're going to put a man on, the, on Mars, you know, we're going right. to have a permanent base on the moon. We're going to, you know, we're going to eliminate this problem. We're going to take care of that, but we're going to bring jobs back. We're going to mm-hmm. stop human trafficking. We're going to stop the opioid crisis. We're going to bring down prescription. I mean, it's like, this is what we, this is what we're going to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the goals are big. I mean, putting a person on Mars, that's a pretty big goal, bro. That's going to cost some money. So is but, putting someone on the moon, right? Yeah. And yet, you have a vision. A leader gives vision and people can get behind it. And then it's amazing how inspired, how inspiration creates creativity, as you know, in your own field as marketing and so forth. And outstanding things come out of that because we're relying on God. We're relying on things outside of our own control, but we know where we want to go. It's the power of our words, the power of our vision. It's fantastic. And so in, in that um, positive environment, we saw it with Kennedy, we saw it with Reagan, uh, we're seeing it with Trump. I, what I've been surprised, not surprised, but encouraged by is the number of people at the national level, at the convention, and throughout this nation that you hear where people, I was not a Trump supporter in 2016, but now I am, that he's earned my respect by keeping his word. And how powerful that sentence really is. Not about president, not about politics, but the fact that they can go, he's earned my respect because he kept his word. He said, I'm going to do these things. And they checked each box. I did it. I did it. I did it. No matter what happens. Isn't that powerful for our kids or those out there too that, you know, they may not have to like you, but if you tell them you're going to do something and you do it, that's something we were raised with. This is something that that's character, right? And it's revealed. And we, and so we, like that, we need to encourage that, and, to, and we need to honor that as well. And so, I think that's a that's a good message coming out of this convention as well. That hey, you know, it's about promise keeping. The idea back in the day, uh, the promise keepers, is we made a promise. God's made a promise to us. He's good. He's faithful to fulfill His promises. And so, you know, I think this this wave is changing. You know, I'm seeing the enthusiasm run across the state from a local and the statewide politics, and of course the national. Um, the next couple months are going to be really exciting, my friend. Very exciting. And, you know, some people may still regret 2020, but man, we, it's been a privilege 
to be alive at this time mm-hmm. and to be part of what God is doing. And God, God was able to shut down the entire planet and, and shake the entire planet up. And um, he's able to take what the enemy meant for evil and make it good. And, and we're getting an opportunity right now to, to participate in that. I had a, a good friend of mine that I've known for many years uh, sent me some you know, messages and he was talking about, well, I can't support either Democrats or Republicans. And I just like, I'm like, dude, the Democrats are the party of division, death and sin. I go, you know, in the, the, the simple fact of life in the United States is we have a two party system. And so, yeah, if you're, if the lesser of two evils is by definition, the more righteous choice mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's less evil. You know, if Jesus even said, if you that are evil know how to give your children good gifts, so he even calls us evil. So, okay, we all got issues, but let's pick the best choice and let's move forward. Well, we'll be back after the break. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Hi, this is Doug Bassler, candidate for U.S. Congress in Washington's 9th Congressional District. We're facing some of the biggest challenges of our lifetime and possibly in our nation's history. It's more important now than ever that we all stand up for our Christian values and heritage. Our values have created freedom and liberty previously unseen in the world. And now what used to be fringe elements are becoming mainstream and are threatening our religious freedoms. I'm committed to fight for our First Amendment rights, really for all of our God-given rights, and to represent us faithfully in Washington, D.C., and I can use your help. Would you consider going to my website, dougbassler.com, and making a financial donation of any size? It will be greatly appreciated. I want to thank you in advance for all you do. I'm Doug Bassler, and I approve this message. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters pamphlet statements, fundraising and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Round two, and we are here for you. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Getting things going here. There's so many things happening in the news across the board. You know, um, once again, we have this decision to make, and it kind of starts now. You know, how will we raise our family? How do we uh, advocate for this nation? How do we pray for those in authority? You know, um, there are campaigns going across the state. There's the national campaign that's taking up a lot of oxygen. And you have like a Nancy Pelosi basically calling anybody that would support Donald Trump and their supporters basically are enemies of the state. We've heard this before, right? Deplorables. We've heard this before those. And um, at the well, end of the last second. She had a part right. Enemies of the deep state. Of deep state. There we go. <laughs> of the control of the state over the big government. But at the end of the last segment, you were talking about, you know, um, people that say, and I hear it all the time as well. Well, both parties are flawed. Well, duh. But when you one, one party is advocating for outright, you know, murder of murder babies. Murder of lives, babies. Exactly right. Outright you know, party yeah. that has a history of slavery and Jim Crow and all that kind of stuff. And then 
continued bondage through the welfare program and many other things, on top of forcing sex education on kindergartners, wanting to do um, in-home baby visits, you know, and it really has the D to America and their logo, which is a, anyway, when you have a party that is so outwardly anti-America, which is, I believe is divinely um, formed and provided and, and existed, then you have another party that at least their platform yeah, honors God, family, and country, and it honors our veterans, honors those that would lay down their life to, to make sure that we have the freedoms that we have. Go for that. I mean, to Doug's point, it's not a, you know, oh, this is a less evil than that. Yeah, there's problems. We're all falling short. But the point is, is the, to Doug's point, you have two choices. And right now, the choices are getting more and more polar opposites when it comes to where they align. And if you are a believer, biblically believe that God has a, um, a plan for America, and you believe in, in, in family, you believe in the, the life, that all life is valuable, the only choice is the Republican Party. So by not getting engaged, you're still making a choice. You're making a choice not to have your vote count. And in, in many ways, you're advocating or choosing um, the party that would go after to eliminate more life, to sell baby parts. It just, just blows me away. It has to be a fundamental decision. It's not about party politics. It's about what would God want us to do? You know, where are we at? Are we I, being I, responsible? I, I, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say they're cowards, but they're cowards. Okay, I just said it. I am going to say, if you, if you can't pick a side in this fight, how can you pick a side in any fight, right? How can you, you know, if I'm just completely neutral as this man beats this woman and takes her purse, mm. you know, I'm going to be neutral because, you know, she probably, you know, there's probably two sides of that story, you know, even though they don't know each other and he just wanted her stuff, right? There's, there is such a thing as justice. There is such a thing as mm -hmm. truth. And, um, you know, I mean, I've known this, this person for many years and good friends, but I'm just mm -hmm. like, pick a side, man. Don't be, don't, don't give me some fake spiritual thing. Well, I'm on God's side. Well, you know, God's on the side of babies. God's mm -hmm. on the side of family, traditional marriage. God's on the side of, of the police and, you know, protection and justice and things like that. And equal justice, don't equal get, scale. Yeah, yeah, you don't get justice from rioting and murdering. I mean, this Kenosha, Wisconsin, I mean, I didn't even know there was a Kenosha before a couple of days ago, right? right. It's a right. little town. It's 100,000 people. You know, it's like half the size of Spokane. It's not even half, a third the size, right? It's just a small town. Mm -hmm. And this guy was going for a gun or something. Mm -hmm. And these guys were like afraid. I mean, walk a mile in the police officer's shoes, man. These guys are like frontline soldiers. Every, their blood pressure goes through the roof every time they get to pull a car over because they don't know what's going to happen. All right. So they're human beings. And when you've been warned and you've been told and you've been, you know, you have to follow a lawful order. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or if the guy's on drugs or whatever, I mean, you just, it's so hard to second guess it, but I'm telling you, even if it was a, even if they hunted that guy down and shot him, how does burning down small businesses and destroying car lots and getting people killed and shot in a, in a small town USA, mm -hmm. how is that helping? Is that helping anything? Is that helping anybody, but at all? Every time we've seen a response to a, a shooting, uh, um, Rodney King back in the day, the watch riots, the current ones now with, uh, um, George Floyd, it's always been 
typically destroying um, their own neighborhood, destroying their own uh, businesses. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense from a right thinking person. You know, it only hurts you by, by exercising in this way. And then they want, obviously, to now issue. Your- yeah, well, and, and yes. To your point, though, I mean, scripturally, all throughout scripture, um, God designed for Israel to be a nation. Israel's fell away. Uh, it was captured, uh, repented. God bought, raised up different people to lead. But the point was, God always chose a side and a love Israel, of Judea, of when they're in battle, right? He was the, that was their nation that, that is the Lord. Um, we, our nation is the Lord. Our blessing comes too because our relationship with Israel. And yet, the left, the Democrat Party now, is anti Israel. They want to part ways with it. And we know that much of our blessing through Genesis 12, too, is, is our blessing with Israel, like our tie into protection of. We know that our founding forefathers understood that. And so even from a very um, purely a nation-to-nation type thing, you, you, God chooses sides. God chooses what is right and what is not right. You know, we should do the same thing. We should choose what advances God's plan and not our plans, right, or anything anti-God. And we certainly shouldn't be legislating things that are anti-biblical or voting for people that would legislate things that would be an affront to God. And there's a lot out there. I get it. But uh, this, this, there should be nobody on the sidelines is what I'm trying to say. The, the, the spiritual divide, the cultural divide, and the political divide is getting not only farther apart, but it's getting clearer. You have to choose a side. Otherwise, you'll be made to choose a side. And so we're saying, in, and not, not to be heavy on this, but be aware. You know, you can't avoid politics because the politics has come for you. The way we um, raise our kids in schools, the choices we have the way the country is conducted. You have a, a vision of a country that has a, f- a great future ahead of it, that everybody has more opportunity, that the world is welcome, that we have increased opportunity for all colors, all races, or the vision that the, the world is in decline, that America is a bad and, and a nation that was founded on evil principles that needs to be destroyed and torn down. That's the choice, right? Well, you know, uh, Jesus said... A tree is known by its fruit. Okay, so what has been the fruit of American exceptionalism, of the of the American experiment, if you will? You know, mm-hmm. the fruit has been there's been more wealth created, there's been more slaves set free, more people set free, more people moved out of poverty into a, a real prosperous sort of life. Uh, there's been more missionaries put on the field. There's been more charities. There's been more hospitals built. There's been more uh, advances in science and medicine and technology and in uh, innovation and manufacturing. Um, America has been nothing but great uh, for the world. Have we made problems? You know, I was thinking about this. Well, you know, the founding fathers, some of them were slave owners. Yeah, but some weren't and some were against it. And they started where they could agree. They started mm-hmm. at what they could agree. You know what? Men should be free. Men should be ruled by law and not by the whim of some king. And let's start there. And so they started there and then they began to work on the other stuff. You know, yeah, she went to war, civil war over that issue. Over slavery, correct. Yeah. And we've had other issues. We've had the, the right to vote for women. Did you know that mm-hmm. President Lincoln was in favor of giving women the vote back in the 1860s? And the women did not get the vote until 100 years ago in you know 1920 and so um you know it still took another 60 years past the civil war for women to get the right to vote does that mean that okay america was bad no because women got the right to vote 
right? Mm -hmm. That because slaves did get set free, that slaves did become citizens, that slaves did get the right of suffrage or former slaves to get the right of the vote to own property. The four, you know, the 40 acres and a mule thing, you know, that was shot down by the Dems. That was mm -hmm. not shot down by Republicans that we were trying to get these guys set up for, for prosperity. So um, yeah, I love Reagan. I love the way Reagan, we've, Lincoln's the way speech. we worked with, uh, I'm sorry, the way we worked with uh, Native Americans, right? We broke mm -hmm. treaties and things like that. We didn't do everything right. Okay. We don't, you know, we're not saying that, you know, America was like this perfect thing, but we've moved forward, right? We've moved forward little by little. Mm -hmm. You were saying about Reagan? Uh, Lincoln, actually. Lincoln said to form a more perfect union, meaning it's a work in progress, just like we are a work in progress as God sanctifies right. us. This nation was founded on principles. And obviously the Native Americans, that's a whole nother issue when it comes to the way things work with tribes and they, they, one tribe would take over another tribe and then so on and so on. Uh, and so this is to form a more perfect union. The process, the founding documents and the founding moral principles of the Bible and God as, as one nation under God allows us to fit and fumble to get a become a more perfect union. We're in that process now where we're, we've lurched to the left uh, to sort socialism. And, and you know, I, we're praying for a lurch to the right, but in that lurching and finding, there's going to be a cry out, a cry out for people that like, okay, we're missing something here. This divide, this divisiveness, this, this loss of sense of community that we had when we had the melting pot, when we had that all people from around the world saw the shining city on the hill, that they came someplace as a Cuban, as a Mexican, as a um, uh, Irishman, as a Scottishman, they came here and became Americans. And so, um, not that we're longing for the lo old days, but we're longing for a future that has that part of that fabric in it, as well as this next growth, this opportunity, this launching off. And to Doug's point too, um, the poverty levels have been risen worldwide, all throughout all of history. The blessings and the, and 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 the stuff that came out of this experiment of America. The exceptionalism has created things that never existed before. Technology and blessing and food and resources. And it's for the farthest reaches, um, the greatest increase in above uh, raising people out of poverty in history. So even though we're in the midst of this angst um, and this change, this thing that we go through change, um, we're also in the midst of just being incredibly blessed. You know, and those that even in the deepest poverty in America are richer than most of the, you know, of, 90% of the world. It's crazy how blessed we are, not just here, but around the world because of what the experiments going on here, the freedoms we have here, the opportunity to express our opinions and have debate and to peacefully elect our leaders. This is all really important, but that's also what's on the line. That's also a great nation. Yeah. A great nation. And, a, and it's, I think it's really been highlighted with the Republican convention this week too, brother. Well, we'll be back after the break. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon from Doug and Marty vs. the World. Heard all across the state on the ACN Network. Marty, I heard that... Uh, 
what is it, 40% of uh, Christians are not even registered to vote? According to Barna, almost 50% of Christians aren't registered to vote. And then out of that, only about half of those actually cast a vote in most elections. You know, I think it's our responsibility as Christian citizens of America that we should vote. What difference does it make if Christians vote? Well, the difference is it's huge. If Christians vote and get engaged and you bring your conversation, salt and light to the conversation, when we don't, there's a void, right? What happens to a void? It's filled. So what we have is what we have now, gender craziness, uh, attack on marriage, attack on our First Amendment rights. All these things happen. The things we complain about is because we're not engaged. So, you know, now in Washington State, you can literally register right up to the day of the election. You can do same-day registration. So if you're a Christian and you haven't voted, now's your chance. Get in there and vote. Smart business people know that nothing sells like video. And EasyVideoProduction.com is your best choice for high-quality video production done right. You'll love EasyVideoProduction.com's professionalism, creativity, and skill for your corporate video, product video, TV commercial, and more. When you need video for Facebook, YouTube, websites, or TV, EasyVideoProduction.com is the one to call. EasyVideoProduction.com, your video done right. All right, it's round three. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Welcome back to the show on Doug and Marty versus the world. And the world is on the ropes, I'm telling you. <laughs> they keep, he keeps kicking back at it. Uh, you know, I had the opportunity um, to sing uh, a song at one of our um, uh, meetings a couple weeks ago, America the Beautiful. And, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things is that, you know, God heal her every flaw. That was an, one of the lines. And I went, you know, even back in the day uh, when this thing was written back in 1893, that they recognized we still had a ways to go. Right. Mm -hmm. We'd, you know, so we can't look back at yesterday. We look back, we honor our fathers and mothers. Right. We honor the founding fathers. We honor what they did. I mean, the, the form of government that's balanced and everything else. Uh, it's great doesn't mean they were perfect people they had but they were great people and we have great people today as well people mm -hmm. like our listeners and and our friends that are doing great things and i don't think a lot of the great things that we see people do we're really going to see until you know the the other side of the veil mm -hmm. we get into eternity and the books are open then we're going to have you know we're going to have some stuff but you know something that was really inspirational for me this last week uh, watch the convention i definitely teared up was watching John Ponder get his pardon. Did you see that, brother? That was I did up. not. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, he he was a he was a criminal, and he was arrested for armed robbery. And um, while he was in jail, he started reading the Bible, and he heard Billy Graham. And Billy Graham said that Jesus wanted to live in his heart, and he gave his heart to the Lord. And he was coming up for sentencing. And this, this guy had, it was, you know, kind of the strike three time and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And he prayed mm -hmm. and he said, I, if I don't, I, God, I'm going to give you the rest of my life. I don't care if it's a, a week or if it's a hundred years, I'm giving you the rest of my life. And I just, you know, I just want you to know that regardless of how the sentencing goes. And then the, he went to the, the court and the judge said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm not going to give you what you deserve and gave him a much lower sentence. Well, the FBI agent that took him down uh, was also going to drive him to prison and he could tell he was really nervous and upset and, uh, he took him and got him a donut and some coffee on the way. To okay. Prison. And right. 
these two guys and, and then this uh, John Ponder contacted this FBI guy and, and wanted to meet with him and they met and he's like, that guy's different. That guy's changed. God's changed this guy. And he had this, and now he's had this huge ministry of helping uh, convicts reintegrate into society. And he's, he's, he didn't, you know, so it's a story of redemption. You know, so mm-hmm. it makes me so unhappy about listening to our opponents on the democratic side to them. There's no redemption. You're irredeemable. There is no rede- There's no redeeming. There's mm-hmm. no redemption. You are, you have bad motives and you can't change. You're white. You're a colonizer. You're bad. There's just nothing good about you. And it's the, the height of racism to do that, right? It's mm-hmm. the height of, of stereotypical, you know, racism or hating God or whatever. And John Ponder comes along and shows that you could go from arm robbery and all these other bad things and you can get saved and you can make a difference in this world and look at the redemption. You know, he gets to go be with president Trump wow. and president Trump came to one of his graduation ceremonies where he had like 20, 30, whatever guys. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and he said, president Trump shook every one of their hands, looked in every one of them eyes and said, I believe in you. You're going to do this. I mean, I want that guy to get reelected, man. I'm sorry. So think about this too. And, and to your point, um, I think all too often um, we as people will say, well, they were, they, they had a felony, they did whatever, they broke the, they got a divorce, they you know, had a bankruptcy, whatever it may be. We've seen it, you and I have, where they'll hold that against you. Like, oh, all right, well, God's forgiven me. You know, we, we love to read about and hear about these redemption stories. I think as we as the church need to be more active in playing a role in allowing these things to happen around us, encouraging them to be a part of it, like President Trump did, and like this Ponder did. I mean, it's fantastic. Our friend David Israel, you know, had the potato chip company, right, where he hired ex-cons, but he said they about the same rate. They basically, the line was hard, but we give you a chance. A lot of people coming out of prison don't have a chance, and they go back into prison. So. It's, it's recognizing those things and, and encouraging and believing in people, even when, when, uh, when they've done the worst, right? And that's hard for a lot of people. So when we uh, be a part of it, I, I, I see that as well, even in politics, brother, when um, they'll encourage you to go out, we, we need good people to run for office. And then when good people run for office and don't succeed, they go, well, you failed. Well, yeah, but uh, if we ran, we should keep them in party, get them, get them a goal, get them training, get them whatever, and have them run again or help them support somebody else. You know, I think that's human nature. It's like, yeah, well, people are going to fail. What do they do with that? Do they learn? Do they get better? Do they improve their lives? Uh, are they uh, going after it again? I think uh, you do well with, with kids and, uh, of course, our ministry, but we believe it. No matter what's happened or what, what you've gone through, our listeners go, um, we believe that you had your second act your tomorrow is better than today, that you have an opportunity to, to use your experiences to be a blessing to your community, to your family, to this nation. As I said last weekend, you know, there's some of you right now listening are called to run for office. Some of you are called to um, step out of faith and do a ministry. Who knows? Or do street church like Doug does. Be, right, a, Doug? be a school teacher, be a truck driver, be, you know, you can be, I believe, honestly, not that you can be, but that you are in full-time ministry, wherever you're at, you know, this idea that because you love the Lord, you have to become a pastor. You know, I think pastoring is, is a calling people, you know, I shouldn't, you should, nobody should twist your arm and say, you should be a pastor because you love the Lord. When you know you're supposed to go into media and into covering the news or being a, mm-hmm. a school administrator or a teacher, right? 
because you love the kids. You know, we, we get all these square pegs and round holes because everybody that loves the Lord's got to be a pastor. Well, yeah, we need pastors. Okay. We mm-hmm. need uh, apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and all that. But we also need godly school teachers, godly school board members, right? Run for school board. We need people in business. We need people in finance. We need people in, in the news industry. The reason we're getting what we're getting right now is because of this whole left behind, well, the devil's going to take over. I mean, I heard that from somebody today. Well, you know, the devil's going to get the place. I said, well, not on my watch because Jesus mm-hmm. told me to occupy till he comes. And I, if, if, I, if he told me to occupy, that means I can occupy. That, and it, what does it mean to occupy, right? You take hold yeah. of it, you live in it, you own it, you run it, right? You yeah, your possession it. of it, occupy. occupy. You, know, you have the keys to it, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, a resurgence of that. Uh, and I think we're going to have to have it. Now, I think a lot of people that are currently uh, in those industries and in those vocations and in those occupations are, um, that are not godly are going to get saved in this revival. I, I think I, I, I said this morning when we were on that prayer call, I was talking about my vision of Gulliver. You know, Gulliver is asleep. He's laying on the beach and the Lilliputians are, are tying him down with all these, you know, ropes. They're like the biggest, heaviest ropes the Lilliputians got. Mm-hmm. And Gulliver wakes up and he just tears them like they're the threads that they are to him. Right. And I said, mm-hmm. Lord, what is that? And I heard the Lord say, Doug, it's going to be a great awakening. We're going to wake up. The church is going to wake up. It's going to tear off this mask mandate and all this mm-hmm. social disease. You know, is the Bible true or isn't it? You know, do we believe God or no? don't we? Because in my Bible, it says it's impossible for God to lie and that scripture cannot be broken. And if we're going to lay hand on the sick and they're going to recover, then that's what we're going to do, period. And um, we may not be walking in it because, you know, we get, we get his promises by faith and by patience, faith and patience. You know, there's mm-hmm. a faith movement. I've seen that. I haven't seen much of a patience movement lately, but faith, you and know. perseverance too, right? Yeah. And yeah. so the, the ones that endure the end, you know, and, and get in there. So, you know, of course I'm doing street church because I'm, you know, I believe that their authority to shut me down doesn't exist. And that's been proven out again and again, as we've been confronted by police and authorities and things like that. They're like, yeah, you have the right to be here. Nothing we can do about it, you know? And so, and I never got a ticket for not wearing a mask or any of that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, what are we going to have? What are we, we're going to have, you know, um, it's like David, you know, when he's going up to Jerusalem, they're going, Oh, you, you blind and lame, you know, you guys can't take us or whatever. And, and David, David takes Jerusalem and he makes it his stronghold. Mm-hmm. He takes it from the enemy, makes it his stronghold. And I believe that we are at war right now. We are in the culture war. We are at war. There's a spiritual battle going on all around us. And you can't just do like my friend and say, well, I'm just going to be neutral. And I'm, you know, I'm going to stand still and see the deliverance of God. You know, that was twice in the Bible, Marty. There was two times in the Bible where God said, stand still and see the limits of the Lord. One of them was Moses at the Red Sea when mm-hmm. they were freaking out and he were getting pinned in by Pharaoh. And the second was Hezekiah. All the other times in scripture, they're commanded to get up and fight, to mm-hmm. get up, to go in and take the land, to be strong and to be courageous. I'm with you. Go do it. Go take yeah, them down. Go Destroy do it. everything the enemy has, right? The yes. Holy Spirit is the helper not the doer. He is the helper. He helps us do things. That's not religious. It's just duty. 
it's not religious. It's just obedience. You know, we've mm-hmm. got to learn how to obey God. We got to hear his voice and obey him again. If but we're anyway, salt and light, how do we get to a certain place unless we actually walk there, right? Or drive there, the idea to be in a situation. So, yeah. Well, anyway, if you need to go watch the John Ponder uh, section, it's probably easily obtainable on YouTube and just watch his story and, and then the ceremony of him getting his pardon from President Trump at the White House. I'm telling you, brother, that's the story of America. You know, we've fallen short, but we keep getting up. You know, the Bible mm-hmm. says the righteous fall seven times and keeps getting up. The wicked stumble and are no more. And so if you want to get, keep getting up, <laughs> that means you're good. That means you got it. So anyway, well, I think we should go to commercial break. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Right back. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon from Doug and Marty vs. the World. Heard all across the state on the ACN Network. Marty, I heard that... uh, what is it, 40% of uh, Christians are not even registered to vote? According to Barna, almost 50% of Christians aren't registered to vote. And then out of that, only about half of those actually cast a vote in most elections. You know, I think it's our responsibility as Christian citizens of America that we should vote. What difference does it make if Christians vote? Well, the difference is it's huge. If Christians vote and get engaged and you bring your conversation, salt and light to the conversation, when we don't, there's a void, right? What happens to a void? It's filled. So what we have is what we have now, gender craziness, uh, attack on marriage, attack on our First Amendment rights. All these things happen. The things we complain about is because we're not engaged. So, you know, now in Washington State, you can literally register right up to the day of the election. You can do same-day registration. So if you're a Christian and you haven't voted, now's your chance. Get in there and vote. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. There it is, the sound of sound and radio means the fourth and final round as we put the smackdown on the world once more. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. Welcome back. We appreciate you. You know what, Doug? On the fourth and final segment, we have breaking news this week. Huge statewide news from the coming political arena, from our friends, everybody out there. I want to make sure that everybody understands. First of all, you know, we know Doug is running for Congress and and we, I think we talked about on a previous show, too, that I pivoted now and I'm running as a writing candidate for the 10th Congressional District over here in the Thurston, Pierce, and Mason counties. That the state party finally got together this week, though. They finally got behind what was already happening and endorsed 
our good friend Joshua Freed as a writing candidate, the only writing candidate for lieutenant governor. So those out there that were supporting me in the lieutenant governor race, I thank you. I'm honored. I'm blessed. But we picked a great guy that has our values, that loves the Lord, loves his family, will do a great job as lieutenant governor. So when you're voting for Trump and you're voting for Lauren Culp, you need to vote for Joshua Freed and write him in as lieutenant governor, along with Chris Leba and Matt Larkin and Dwayne Davidson, uh, Maya Espinoza, um, and on and on and on. I think Lauren Culp, you said him, right? Did you just say yeah, Lauren Culp again? Culp. Yeah. Okay, let's one more time, Lauren Culp. Okay, yeah, Lauren Culp. Anybody but Jay Inslee, please. And let's, exactly right. But it's important Martin, to know. Come on, get rid of Bob Ferguson. Dude, it's like the false prophet and the Antichrist, you know? I, mean, mm-hmm. I hate to say it's that bad, but it's, it seems like it at times. Well, I, when I said when I was actually on the ballot for lieutenant governor, I said right now with the current governor, Inslee Ferguson, and current lieutenant governor, it was like this trifecta of anti-American, anti-God, anti-whatever. When it comes to the values they represented, when they, they would go after Christian-owned businesses, they would go after yeah. um, parental rights notification, they would go after with the sex education, all the stuff. And to replace them with a Lauren Colt by Josh Freed and Matt Larkin would be just like, it would be a God move. Um, people that love the Lord, people that are fighting for its nation, that loves uh, law enforcement, that loves our military, that loves family, loves the freedoms we have. Um, so it's it will be a breath of fresh air, but we have to get them and Doug and I over the, the hurdle. Like I said before, it's trusting God, but it's actually putting that trust in, in faith and action. Um, it putting works in motion, uh, calling, making phone calls, telling your friends, sharing social media, making sure that you are um, telling people uh, that don't know, maybe not paying attention, uh, who to vote for. Because it's, this really is a, a time of decision, as, as I think Ronald Reagan said, too. It's time for deciding. And so on the national level, of course, we have all this stuff going on with the conventions and the election. and then, and then um, But these state elections, we understand that these Democrat-controlled states and, and cities where the major riots are happening, where the shutdowns are the most severe, where the businesses are the most effective, we're, we're one of them. We have to send a loud, clear message and turn out. I mean, it means every single one of us and our neighbors uh, need to be informed need to pray, but they got to vote, register and vote. So we have the numbers if we turn out. And so there's my preaching moment. Um, but it's, it's interesting Not because there are, pe- yeah, there, there are people all across this nation and especially the state that I've met that, that have never been, uh, never been interested before or registered before that are. And we know our Slavic communities. We know our Asian communities. We know those. I've met with many of them recently and they are doing everything they can Right now, they understand that their way of life, that this state, this, the freedoms we have in this nation are under threat. They're under, they're under attack and assault. And these elections are a way to push back and to hold firm on the values that we all care about. Yeah. Come on now. I won't shut you down. You're preaching good. It's all good. <laughs> so uh, two, two former presidential candidates have come out and said very interesting things. Um, former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton came out and she said under no circumstances should Joe Biden concede. Okay. Well, first of all, that's an admission of defeat right there <laughs> because mm-hmm, right, if you're right. talking about concession, then that's a problem. All right. Because she should know. Right. So in other right. words, he's going to lose. Don't concede. Don't concede under no condition. Should she concede? And then the other uh, presidential candidate, Another Lahu Zahir, 
Alvin Gore, suggested that Trump be removed from office by the military if he refuses to concede on election night. All right, so Trump should absolutely have to concede immediately Mm -hmm. and Joe Biden should never, ever, ever concede, according to Hillary Clinton. So I, so would you- yeah. Can you imagine if someone actually, we know that the standards are double, we get that, but can you imagine if someone actually on the right actually suggested that we use the military to remove Barack Hussein Obama from office uh, when Donald Trump won the election? Uh, it would have been an absolute uh, 24-7 media. The, the, the fact that they can say this and, and, and it kind of goes, eh, it's just the Democrats saying that or whatever. That is crazy. A former uh, presidential candidate Amongst others that um, that were actually Republican or in name anyway, they're coming out and, and endorsing Biden. It makes you. It really makes you wonder. I don't care if you don't like somebody. As we said before about checking the box of doing what you say and the whole value that should mean something to those uh, in national politics. Now, it's not been done in my lifetime where you had. The, the literally the house and the senate not really work, working uh, with you but against you where you have the whole establishment and doing everything they can with the media 24 7 attacking you and, and bad mouthing you and still being able to get not just some things done but the laundry list of six pages of, of line by line of things done uh is is amazing to me it shows you what can be done with the right mindset well obviously with anointing i believe and the covering um but a business mindset you know, when your executive positions like this, from the governor to the uh, president to a mayor for a, a city, you need that kind of focus saying, all right, what are the mechanisms in place? Not to be stuck in the ways of the past, not to circumvent it, but, you know, not to get bogged down with, I've never been done that way. We can't do it that way. No, no. There's got to be this innovative mindset saying, well, we're, what's next? What hasn't been done yet? How can we do this in a way that is best for the people? I think that's the one thing that Donald Trump's done um, better than anybody we've seen in a long time. It's not about winning in the election. It is, in, in a sense, you have to be there to do things. But it's uh, keeping the goal in mind is what's best for America. How can we provide more opportunity for Americans? How can we make sure that all Americans have a voice versus saying, you know, um, they're evil, they're whatever, you want to maintain control, you know, um, we're using this, all the, the stale reasons, right? Oh. Uh, government is broken. Therefore, send me back again to fix it this time. I didn't fix it the first 41 years or the first six terms, whatever. I think people have gotten um, sort of, they've, they've tuned that out because there's so much of that versus saying, this is what we're going to do. And then you go and actually do it. That's powerful. So to your point, ugh, here we go. <laughs> it, it, it's just, uh, it's just wonderful to to see the, the, the crazy on the Democratic side. Uh, so uh, Ammon Bundy was arrested. Uh, did you catch that? I did not. Uh, why for this time? Well, he was um, out in the Idaho capital. Um, they accused him of trespassing. He was doing some uh, some protesting and stuff. So, I gotcha. Good on you. They'll arrest them, but there. not the protesters. Anyway. Yes, a cowboy hat. You know, it's yeah. dangerous. I don't. What think about the Molotov uh, cocktails or shooting anybody? Right. What about the uh, DOJ, Department of Justice, seeking data from uh, Governor Cuomo over governor's uh, coverage or his uh, over COVID-19 nursing home desk, where he was like saying, hey, 
um, we're going to put these um, COVID tested positive people back into the nursing homes early on in the process. Clearly, creating more deaths in that community that was already at high risk. So on one hand, you have this article out there talking about the Department of Justice, Bill Barr, say, hey, this doesn't seem right. Why would you do that? But the national press is, is all about Donald Trump failed on COVID. Donald Trump, you know, should have uh, mitigated this. All these deaths are on Donald Trump. Isn't that interesting how you can blame others for your problems when he said, I can do this in, in economies for the governors. And all the governors across the nation, Democrats said, no, 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 that's our, you can't do that. It's our responsibility. So we go, okay, fine. Um, you're responsible for managing your state and the COVID response. We'll provide resources for it. And you see what Ensley and, and Cuomo and others, that they're always, gov federal government's not giving us enough aid. So Trump gives them more aid, gives them more ventilators. And then they shut down these field hospitals that weren't used. Um, they have a surplus of ventilators, and now they're shipping around the world. Uh, and yet the response, the governor's saying, well, it's still Trump's fault. Why is it Trump's fault? You asked for it. It's your responsibility. Even um, our current governor, Inslee, said he wishes these choices weren't on his shoulders. Well, it's up to us as, as voters and listeners to make sure that they, it isn't on his shoulders anymore, that someone who actually wants the job gets the job to actually um, unleash this, you know, so that we actually have individual liberty and responsibility to maintain our own health and our own employees and our own churches. And to Doug, as he started off today about this courage, it's a time for courage. It's a time for all of us to stop being afraid. You know, we're all smart people that we should operate in that own individual responsibility way to, be, to maintain our own safety and our family's safety, but do so in a way that doesn't restrict or shut down the entire market that actually causes more harm. So. Uh, it's a time right now to, for sanity to, to reign, for righteousness to be restored, for uh, freedoms to be um, basically unbound, um, because it's this, this pandemic that's no longer a pandemic, this emergency orders have gone on way too long. So that's our opportunity. You know, we know this is a lot of this is political, but for us, it's spiritual, economical, and it's being played out in the political arena. So that's why we're always encouraging all of us to, to talk to our neighbors talk to our friends, talk to our families. It's not about being right and wrong. It's about getting them to register, making sure that they vote, they vote biblically, that God's will is going to be done through our hands and feet and our voting as well. You done, brother? Oh, no, I'm not done. That but, was know, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just sitting back and enjoying it. You know, I think it's time for us to, to really start to – uh, pray for the Falwells too. You know, it's kind of an interesting, you know, situation. You had this huge kind of falling down of, you know, Jerry Falwell's son, Liberty mm -hmm. University and all this kind of stuff. You know, Liberty University has been kind of a tight laced, you know, got to dress a certain way. And, you know, they've got the kind of the high morality thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, you know, you appreciate morality and all, all that kind of stuff, but it just seems like the pushback on it becomes so ridiculous and this, you know, just a terrible situation. And I just, I just, I'm, I feel like the body of Christ is wounded and, uh, you know, we just, you know, thou shall not commit adultery. Okay. That didn't change with the cross. It, you mm -hmm. know, can people re be redeemed? Yes. Can they be forgiven? Absolutely. But to have this stuff dragged through the news, you know, every day, it's just like, oh my gosh, really? And, um, you know, the Bible says every man should have his wife, you know, because, you know, every wife should have her husband because of the immorality that's 
around that kind of stuff. And, uh, but just, you know, just want to pray for that, you know, for Lord, you know, help Falwells, help Liberty University and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, whatever's hidden gets revealed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, or fortunately, actually good. Maybe keeps us the fear of the Lord, you know, the Bible says right. because the judgment's delayed, people sin, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it's probably good this stuff to come out but you know what we're gonna have a great weekend we're gonna have a great week and uh be uplifted be encouraged that's right we'll see you next time this is marty mcclendon and doug bassett bye-bye